call him like you know and pretended to tear each other's hearts out as you know children do um <laughs> welcome to behind the sins presented by cinema sins Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers Ian Whittington. Ah, oh, bollocks. <laughs> and Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Um, how are my teas, uh, Ian Whittington? Did, did they... Oh, I- don't really pay attention. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Good. Good. I've been practicing <laughs> all week. But it sounds weird. Like, you have to enunciate it. It sounds even weirder. Like, I think you've heard me just say witting. It's just, I don't know why you make such a big deal out of it. Oh, uh, it's just this thing I do. It's just this thing I do. I, you know. I first heard about it last week when Ian said something about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Did we not say your last name right? So, I, if I had to put my money somewhere... I would have bet that the WhatsApp audio thing would have been the thing that was discussed on Discord. No, it was what my mum thinks about how my last name is pronounced by Americans. I would have guessed that that was the divisive thing. But it's also true. It's also true for Atkinson, right? Like instead of Atkinson, uh, it's also true for uh, Watkins instead of Watkins. You know, yeah. like we, it is, it is very much an American thing to soften, to soften those sharp uh, letters so that we can say words quicker. Like, in it's just, it's it, absolutely, yeah, it's just yeah. a thing that Americans. do. It's lazy. So. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I, but see, I don't have all the negative connotations with the word lazy that a lot of people do. I think uh, lazy is underrated. Uh, so that's oh that's man, me. That's I'll me. fight you on that. <laughs> There's a difference between being efficient with your energy and lazy. Is there? Is yes. there though? Yes, I think okay. there are definitively. Times, though, yes. you should be definitively. Hundred percent, there are. We should all be lazy every once in a while. It's, that's that's why that's why people have heart relax. attacks. You don't have to be lazy. <laughs> that's why people have heart attacks and strokes and stuff though, because they words are important. Yes. Words are important. Like so lazy, lazy has a negative connotation. Lazy's for connotation has dominated the word enough that you don't want it ever. Use hundred percent, hundred percent. If you're relaxing, you're being lazy. I mean, so that's would just you say? Would you say I love these conversations? The Listen, thing. let's just do the whole yeah. show uh-huh. about these kind let's of conversations. <laughs> so, so would you say somebody is lazing around is negative? See, that's what um, I'm talking about. That's relaxing. I, I think that's edging into. It's not as bad, but it's edging into that area. It's just, just, it's just, just the technically right they're the same those mm-hmm. sounds have the negative yes. connotation lazy absolutely. means something bad yeah this that, is yes. this is absolutely. why i love words so much because they're symbols mm-hmm. and there's such an interesting thing where this is why like when whenever someone makes fun of someone else for not using a specific word or for saying mm-hmm. whatever it's like words have power in our own hearts and minds like you yes. know there's there's this thing and so when a word takes on that power for us we won't say it, and we all have that somewhere. And yes, it's just sounds, but at the, but at the end of the day, we're all making decisions on what sounds we want to make because of the symbols that they're related to in our hearts and in the hearts of others. Uh, yeah, it's a really interesting mm-hmm. kind of a discovery to think about um, because it's just noises. They're just noises, you know? All words are noises, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't even know who said lazy Americans the first time, but I know that's where a lot of the negative connotation comes from. Yeah. For us, and uh, but it doesn't bother me if I'm being Ian, lazy on the weekend. Fuck no, off, I'm being lazy. And and Ian's like, I will go to the pool, but you will not see me on the lazy river. Like I will not, no. I will not. It's the relaxing river. <laughs> that river is working damn hard to please people, and everyone keeps calling it lazy. It is working the hardest of anyone. It gets entered more than any other body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 leave this conversation behind and uh, get into this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're gonna take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. Start off in commercial sins world with Chef Boyardee. The rolling ravioli can uh, ad. This was sent by uh, Daniel Cordoso. Uh, Daniel coming through with his first commercial sin. Um, I don't know that I'd ever seen this commercial before. That's not a surprise for me. But have you guys seen this one like in your commercial Uh, watching? I vaguely remembered it. but I've seen it, but I have no idea why, when, where, or how. Because we don't have this brand in England. <laughs> so I must have seen it on the front of a YouTube video or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. But it, it rang a bell. Um, you don't have Chef Boyardee? It's not a, it's not a worldwide sensation? It, I mean, I'm going to put my foot in it now and then everyone's going to chime in and say, oh, I have it every I'm week. Is this like I've never seen or it. whatever your lays are? Like there's a different version of Chef oh, Boyardee? It could be rebranded, yeah, but I've never seen it in yeah. the shops that I shop in. I have not actively seen it with my eyeballs. <laughs> it does not mean it is Did not anywhere eat, in the country. Did you uh, canned ravioli? Growing up, is that a thing? Very, very rarely. Okay. This would be if mum was really pushed for time, it would be, okay, something in the microwave. I had canned ravioli probably four times a week growing up. It was like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just the pasta and the, I just I just loved it for whatever reason. I liked it as a kid. Yeah. It's disgusting now. Right? I, Isn't that weird? Yeah, because my daughter, well, my daughter eats SpaghettiOs, which is Franco-America, but uh, or whatever, but uh, but it's similar. It's still basically the same type of taste and texture. I am now hesitant to go near canned food after a oversalted condensed soup incident. <laughs> that I can, I'm not. I'm only a tiny bit exaggerating. I think I can still taste it. <laughs> That's, That's great. So gross. That's, I always uh, have a salty taste. Have you ever seen people open old Chef Boyardee cans? Like on, like I've just seen this like on Twitter and stuff. People have a video of opening like a three year old like Spider Man pasta thing and and it's like Does black it keep? oh i would imagine they'd keep oh, no 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 tin cans are supposed to keep are, stuff um tin cans should be might fine. be like 10 years or something i don't know i'm just telling you i mean i'm that's interesting interesting check it out uh so what about this one guys uh, jonathan kick us off what are you thinking about this one uh it was very funny i, I already gave my opinion on chef boyer d although i do have i do have adult friends who still eat it and uh i don't understand you do you. <laughs> there are other options. Yeah, like you could, like you're an adult, like you could make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> or that. Yeah. There's yeah. so many or great just... options. Ramen noodles, man. It takes like it takes just as long to like boil pasta as it does to like make a can of <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Uh, the battle of wills. I like the whole thing about the battle of wills that would consume between the mother and the daughter in the grocery mm-hmm. store because holy shit, that does happen in real mm-hmm. life a lot. I'm sure Aaron's experience. So many times. I, I didn't think Daniel wrote this. I would have bet that you did. Like he, from that initial no, scene. No, but he has he has uh he's gonna be a good dad if he ever chooses to be one. He's got those mm-hmm. instincts already. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, I like that we're going by chef now. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's so true. Is this what we're? Is this what we say? No. Mm-hmm. And and this might be my favorite. It is not of all time. Where it's like, boy, this is good. It is not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. Also, Aaron was thought he was being funny when we were. Uh, I mean, he was being funny. He didn't just think he was being funny. But we were going through. <laughs> we were going through these commercial sense edits, and he just kept being. I like blah blah blah. Uh-huh. This is a print. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, there were a series of commercial sins, like right, and and this was the first one I reviewed. And at the end, I was like, I actually like Chef Boy, Chef Boyardee ravioli. This is a print. And then whatever the other products were the rest of the day, it was just, <laughs> I actually like, you know. I like, I like Wicker Baskets. I like Rocket Mortgage or whatever. You know, <laughs> this is a print. Uh, so, yeah, fun times. Uh, Ian, what about you? Can't really comment on the brand. Um, love the video, but I do. I, I don't think you have them there. I think you're right. I, it looks like it's just in America. So. Vindication. Um, Can you imagine if that was in Italy, though? Can you imagine, like, going to an Italian grocery store? I think the only... They'd put it in, like, the violent weapons section, and it's it's just there to kill people with. They have violent weapons sections in the uh, Italy stores? If they accidentally receive a shipment of canned goods, then yes, they open one one up especially. Um, But I just... I mean, what if that door didn't have a cat flap in it? Then that is an end to that can's journey. Like, Uh it just... That's a really bad ending. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, I the so close to perching, uh, pitching a perfect game uh, made me laugh, or perching a pitchy game, uh, depending <laughs> on how you want to do it. The whole thing about needing kids to learn how to open cans, the old fashioned, like the old man sin, mm-hmm. like where it's like back in my day, we had. I was like, like this is so good. Um, so I really enjoyed that one uh, as well. Um, and then there was a discussion that happened behind uh, behind the scenes, which is what we do here, about the word shrink, because both Chris and I had never heard of this word before. Uh, but apparently when a store ends up with less inventory than they should, it's called shrink and so oh, you're saying that 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 meaning of the word you've heard the word shrink before <laughs> what is this shrink <laughs> I, how do i, I mean, pronounce this is going to be listening to this going yeah hey, man i'm not going with i'm not going with you on that i know what shrink is <laughs> i've heard the word yeah, shrink. that is very specific to retail you would have a shrinkage budget i um, never heard of it either I I had any like Daniel. wastage or anything that's been stolen i've had yeah. emails uh trying to tell me how to use my shrinkage budget uh but that's uh that's, uh, that's <sighs> usually so my spam TV folder <laughs> <laughs> uh no but i'd never heard shrink used in that term i was curious yeah. is that a british thing too do you call it shrink on because oh, you you did yeah, retail, just a retail so. thing yeah. yeah we'd have internal and external shrink internal is anything wow. that your colleagues are stealing and external is anything that the public is stealing wow wow are those the only two options is it possibly accidental? Um, it falls into those one of those two because okay. it could still be that the employee has accidentally done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you would accidentally just lose a can of ravioli, but maybe you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, running it over with a forklift. Is I mean, what would, but yeah. What if they still... were? What if the food is? We find out it's sentient. Then you're gonna have to come up with another shrink, like a yeah. middle shrink or something. Murder shrink. Wait, have to, no, murder shrink is like a movie. You have to see a shrink uh, at that point. Uh, all right, let's move into TV sins. Uh, we are heading through Moon Knight right now, so we've got a couple episodes of Moon Knight. Uh, we'll start with uh, The Friendly Type. Uh, this was a Cardoso Dicer script. Uh, Daniel and I writing on this one. 
Uh, I guess I'll start us off uh, by restating I really am uh, enjoying Moon Knight at this point. Um, No spoilers on how I eventually end up feeling about it, but... uh, but I think this is episode three, right? We're doing three and four this week. So uh, episode three, still enjoying it quite a bit. My thing while watching this episode is I'm getting increasingly more angry about the reflections. And there's an interesting thing that happens here where there is an actual real explanation for what's going on here, right? Like the the show could could fill us in in at least subtle or understandable ways so we're not confused as an audience as to why the rules seem so sporadic and different and those kind of things. Or the show could, if they wanted to, keep the rules consistent so that it just felt less confusing as to what was going on. Um, And I would argue that uh, the uh, Mark character, um, or the Steven character, I guess, who starts seeing Mark, would have consistent ways that he's seeing um, Mark in these ways, even if uh, even if it's not obviously real, right? Um, that it's happening in a psychological space. I just think the show doesn't do a very good job of helping us along understanding how these reflections work, why you know um, they can be this way and not this way, and why they're showing up everywhere, even in you know surfaces that aren't typically uh, reflective. So uh, so yeah, so that kept getting annoying to me. Uh, the other really annoying part of this episode was the trial of the gods, where it's like, oh, you know, the phenomenal- He is devious! <laughs> phenomenal cosmic power, itty bitty legal space. Legal you know, argument, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, is going on? has to be airtight-ish. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, and then um, it, one of my new, one of my new trope annoyances really uh, showed its face uh, during this episode, and it is the show your face trope, where in an extreme moment the character has to take off whatever mask they're mm, they're wearing or uh-huh. whatever, so we can see exactly how uh, upset they are or angry they are or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's such a visual thing; it has nothing to do with real life. Um, no, so, I mean, we got yeah. through like a year and a half of people wearing masks, not knowing what they were doing. That's right. That. We didn't give That's a right. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, how are you feeling at this point in Moon Knight, Ian? Uh, yeah, I'm, I was still lukewarm at this point. Um, I think I still am. I think the only episode that really stood out for me was episode four. Um, should, should I jump ahead to episode four or save <laughs> it's that? It's kind of weird, right? Because we're talking about yeah. it next. Uh, yeah. Just save it. Just save it. But, but yeah, this one, um, I was still just getting super frustrated with. The, like you said, like the mirror stuff, the Steven stuff, the damn it, show me some Moon Knight stuff. Like mm-hmm. for a show that's called Moon Knight, there is a fierce lackage of Moon Knight in it. Um, I remember being frustrated because you and Danae, I remember, like were loving it and like really digging it, really mm-hmm. like because I was I was still in the states and we were watching it together, and it was great to see you two enjoy it. And I was like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Why? Why am I not enjoying? Why am this? I why this am way? I broken? Why am I like? What this? did Chris say the other day on Slack? Something about like I wish I had these other people's eyes when they're enjoying these things. I, that, like, it's I'm just absolutely like... it. I want to experience what you're experiencing because this isn't hitting me the same way. But um, yeah, in terms of the sins, um, 4G of evidence was beautiful. Um, BPS was incredible. Um, I don't know which one of my friends needs to hear this, but if I'm ever in a fight to the death, please do not throw a literal knife at me. <laughs> which is just a great piece of all-round advice um summon the skip was beautiful and i just remember how happy aaron was and he had to message us immediately 
when he came up with Philip at the glass station. <laughs> because oh, wow, when yeah. he does a satisfactory pun, he's got to tell us first. <sighs> Guys, it just feels <laughs> so good. It, it just feels so good when you find it, you know? Like, it's it's one of those things where, like, if, if wordplay is something you enjoy, then you know this feeling of, I know mm-hmm. there's something there that's going to be perfect. And yeah. you kind of go through options in your head, and then you just, you know... You know, get a fill up at the glass station. Um, it it appears and it's there. The next video has exactly the same thing, exactly the same punny word situation that I was so satisfied that it that it worked out. Uh, and we will get to that. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jonathan? Um, I like the show overall, but I I definitely don't love it. But I'm I mean I'm enjoying it. It's probably somewhere in kind of like of all the Disney shows we've had so far. It's probably somewhere in the middle for me. Uh, I the reflection stuff irritates the crap out of me. Um. So it's not just an Aaron thing, as someone in the commenter said, might be. <laughs> uh, and in fact, and I know we're not talking about the last couple episodes, but when you find out what's going on, like why, you know, what that deal is, what the situation is, mm. it gets even weirder. Like I'm yeah. just like I'm even more like, <laughs> what the hell? Correct. Like, this makes no sense. The show doesn't do a good job of giving you the foundation you need to have a proper perspective on what's going on. In my opinion, as far as the sins, I who wrote this one? Was this Cardoso and yeah, this was Aaron? Daniel and I. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. You guys did a great job. Uh, hieroglyphs or it didn't happen uh, was maybe the thing that had me laugh. Um, uh, just the term of Ethan's Hawkeye, I thought was perfect. Uh, and then, of course, there is always time to yank it. Uh, mm-hmm. was, uh, just hearing Aaron say that. By the way, speaking of Aaron saying things, it's sometimes the editors forget to uh, forget to bleep out words. Uh-huh. Uh, and... I love it when it's on a TV sense video because you get to hear Aaron say stuff like uh, like uh, fork off or uh, <laughs> what the shirt, what the shirt. <laughs> it's tired uh, of the it's shirt. A, it's amazing. I feel like I feel like for Patreon or something, we need to release some of that, some of that video, some of that audio. Release the Flanders cut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, you got, but I'll put that in the notes. I'll be like, you guys forgot to bleep this, and thank you for forgetting to bleep it. <laughs> I, that has been this unexpected benefit of doing that has been you oh, will yeah, not notice. miss it. You will not miss <laughs> no. it when a, when a swear goes unbleeped uh-huh. because it sounds so dumb <laughs> and so weird. And Ian and I are so desensitized to cursing. It's like, we'll just you like, can oh, miss wait, it. We've oh, missed it. Said Jeremy, fuck four totally times. Miss it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll miss yeah. it. It'll be in yeah. an outtake and I yeah. miss it. it just... Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been an interesting decision to make to do it that way. Uh, I don't know if we want to go into depth here on, you know, kind of where that comes from. But I, again, we, I don't know if, was this in the actual episode where we were talking about words as symbols and, and noises or, or whatever? Uh, that was Maybe in, in the outtakes. Um, yeah, it's somewhere. So, like, I'm well aware that these are just noises, right? That they don't, mm-hmm. aren't mm-hmm. embedded with any meaning. But I'm around people people enough in my life who do take pain at those words right like mm-hmm. who do who t- t- who hear those words and go oh ah don't like it, you know yeah mm-hmm. that i just don't use them in my day-to-day life right and so for me when i'm making the decision to play this narrator character who is going to use those words instead of me using those words and then like training myself to use them in normal conversation mm-hmm. um i've kept them as these other words and what's funny is 
I will say forking in shirt every once yes. in a while accidentally in real life. <laughs> so like I know like I know that there is this weird like uh, habit thing that, that does develop. And mm. so that was where the, the decision came from. Basically, I don't want to come to a place where I'm making people uncomfortable in my life. Mm. Um, and uh, and so I did that. But it has those nice little added benefits uh, of, of being that yeah, way. No, so, for sure. so yeah, interesting stuff. Um, all right, let's move on to the next episode. Uh, Ian, you seemed eager to talk about this and you mm. wrote on it so you get to kick mm. us off uh this was a hughes whittington script uh moon knight the tomb mm. um so yeah what did you think about this one um this is easily my favorite episode of the whole season because i think you're right yeah it's so rare now it, nowadays back in my day this happened all the time the enterprise got blown up in the opening credits and you were like what the fuck <laughs> but um for a show to like the, even when 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 um, Mark, Stephen, whatever, gets shot, that wasn't super-duper shocking, because I was like, I've seen worse. Like, he will absolutely heal himself and come back from that. But when he falls into the water and it's like a drowning situation, I'm like, okay. And then we wake up in the asylum, wherever we are, and I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then we pan around and see all of the patients and a different Ethan Hawke, and I was like, mm -hmm. we are doing something i don't know what we're yeah. doing but i love it so so much and then the different rooms steven seeing mark the other tomb and then tatawaretz coming up the hippo lady i was like <laughs> this is fucking nuts what is going on here i need to know what's happening and five and six didn't deliver how i wanted them to it didn't go where i wanted it to and i don't think it could have gone where I would have been ended up being happy because it still has to be Marvel, it still has to be Disney, it still has to do the things. But for that little pocket of 10 minutes at the end of the episode, I was like, I mean, this yeah. is incredible. Yeah. But it's interesting you say that because I've only, I've, I, I don't know that this takes place in the same universe. Like, that's the so, weird thing, right? It's such a dumb argument, but I think it does because Moon Knight appears in the opening Marvel thing for Ms. Marvel. So. I think it is in I've the same it, yeah. universe. It may never be referenced, but it is in the same world. They added Moon Knight to the credits on, yes, it, on but Marvel they didn't have it in his Moon show. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. We uh, which we Obviously should absolutely see if if we yeah, ever. We, yes. I mean, oh, you mean if we send Miss Marvel? Yeah. If, if, yeah. if that yeah. ever, if, if that happen. wherever happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's definitely in the same universe because there are in the background there are posters for like blip recovery groups that kind of oh, thing. Okay. It's just not okay. prominent at all in the show, which I love. Um, there's I no, do too. No oh, attempt to like really tie it in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ian, was that it? Was that all you had oh, to um, say yeah, about this episode? Uh, yeah, because the rest of it sucks. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't care less about like the the discount Indiana Jones stuff. Finding the like, it's the tomb of Alexander the Great. Ah, ah. Great. What are you talking? Are you it's talking about the the movie that they're watching? Or are you talking about like actually when they find the tomb? No, I mean like the actual episode when they oh, find the gotcha, tomb and gotcha. they're doing all. I don't care. As soon as we slip into the fake movie and then yeah. the asylum, I'm all in because that's doing that has got my attention. But mm -hmm. the first half, I'm like skip. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I guess I can go next. Uh, yeah, I think this is the best episode of the series. I, At least for me, I found it the most engaging and energizing. Uh, I think the reveal at the end is the most TV thing about this entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that in a good way. Like, I, I like it when these shows try to be television shows. Mm-hmm. And because the rest of this really could have been a movie. Moon Knight could have been a movie. But in this moment, for this episode, you go, oh, mm-hmm. here's what makes it fun for it to be serialized and episodic totally. in this way. Um, and so I really did enjoy that. Uh, I loved the, I already mentioned the belaboring uh, pun, <laughs> but I love it not just for the pun, but it's one of those great sins where there's a clear uh, excess of knowledge from one of our writers. In this case, uh, <laughs> I should Miss, have mentioned that, shouldn't Mr. I? Whittington, uh, yes. who is a rock climber. So yeah, talk talk about that uh, a little yeah, bit since you have it. I it's fun. Like it's a it's an easy go to thing because I don't know that I've ever seen a movie get it right other than 127 hours, which you really hope gets it wrong. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> right, because he gets everything wrong. But it's just such an. I mean, first. Yeah, they're belaying, but they're abseiling. And it's just whole, her waiting to get to the bottom, and then I'll belay you down, and then fucking walks off. Like, so that he can just tumble down to the bottom. Like, What do those words mean? Have... What does abseiling and belay technically mean? So abseiling is just descending. So it's the opposite of climbing. And you were just lowering like yourself re- down with a rope. Um, belaying is the, the act of taking the rope in as somebody is climbing up and down. So you... If you're, what should have happened is that she abseils down to the bottom, and then he ties himself in and climbs down, and she is belaying at the bottom and lowering him down. So if he giving did fall him slack, accident, giving him slack exactly. Yeah. So if he was to fall, he wouldn't fall. He would just hover there because she's belaying at the bottom, but she just fucks off, just leaves. <laughs> so is abseiling the same thing as repelling, or is that a totally? It's exactly the same. Exactly okay. the same. Yeah. So repelling is just the Americanized version of the French well, repelling, word. So, like, when so like, I find Chef Boyardee ravioli abseiling yeah. now that I'm older. Yes, that's it. Is that, does it work that yeah. way? <laughs> that's it. If I had yeah. a can of it, I would throw it cross country. I don't. I don't. I don't rock climb and stuff, but because I, I, I don't like heights. But um, it's fair. I've had friends that repel. I feel like repelling is typically that you're not actually climbing. Like that, you're you're just no, going. You don't to have the... to be climbing. Yeah, you can no, repel yeah. off of a bridge and just be like, yeah. hanging in midair. Um, yeah. yeah, and then somebody else would be doing the belaying if you didn't have any control of your yes. descent. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun to see all of that. I was like, I knowledge, yes, like four <laughs> people with it. Yeah, no, it's great. I love, I love it when that kind of stuff happens. Um, there are two examples of that. One is where we just have that knowledge because it's our thing, and so we get to kind of go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other is when we actually take the time to research something more than we expected. Like we'll do a simple Google search to check on a sin, and all of a sudden, fifteen minutes later, it's like, wow, this. <laughs> you know, crazy world of rock climbing I never knew existed this or exists. whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, I also really liked the the symbol of this symbol of a waiter serving a piping hot plate of three flaming hot dogs. Uh, anytime <laughs> we can misunderstand what hieroglyphs are, that's amazing. Uh, and then, of course, the Union Jackson um, was mm. uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, enjoyed that. We tortured over that one. That went back and forth and had a few different I want, yeah, forms the, before we settled on that. Yeah, kind of the behind the scenes of that, the, the, the uh, three of us, because I was reviewing on this. I think I was during mm. the review process. Well, it, I think it was all through the process. Ooh, I think. Well, yeah. And all yeah. three of us were in the same room. Me, you, and Danae were all. There's something here about Union jacking and jacking mm-hmm. off and. Yeah. Trying to work so hard on a sex joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. That's our job. 
Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Wasn't there a Union Jack set in Kingsman too? Have we mm, had like several? Maybe. That was my maybe. factual sin. They call it a Union Jack, but it's the Union flag unless it's. Oh, a that's C. right. That's right. So that was just a factual thing. I wasn't being funny. <laughs> gotcha. I also want to right. point out that Ian forgot to mention the most accurate portrayal of rock climbing is uh, William Shatner in uh, oh, Star Trek V. Indeed. Sorry. Yeah, How absolutely. Could I? <laughs> Closely followed by Cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Fair oh, how accurate is Cliffhanger? He's probably I never seen, seen Cliffhanger in yet? 20 years. Um, oh, I'm just really I curious. I, I love it Cliffhanger, but not because I like to watch the rock climbing. I just think it's a great movie. <laughs> but uh, Moon Knight episode four. Yes, my favorite episode as well, I think. I mean, I definitely like it better than the two that follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this and maybe like the maybe the pilot or maybe the first episode are kind of up there for best. Uh as far as the sends, bringing your chest to a gunfight, or that's actually how it ended, I guess. Because you started off like bringing like, like it was a, bringing the ceremonial axe yeah. thing to a gunfight, and yeesh, bringing your chest to a gunfight, mm-hmm. which I stole from. I just watched for some reason um, the West Side Story video, and it was what did what was the sin in that? It was like bringing, bringing your a, chest to a knife fight, bringing your chest to a knife fight, and I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to rip this off. Well, because in he because he. Uh, like leads with his chest when he gets stabbed. <laughs> yeah. It's just like goes into the knife. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, the the other the other thing I'll mention, just that like just uh, like talking to about the the actor that got the call for playing Stephen Grant. And oh man, he ended up being in the movie within the within That's the show. Uh huh. Yeah. He wasn't. This is I mean, my I'm, big break. Funny concept for sure. <laughs> he like did all this research on Moonlight, probably. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yes. I read all 80 comics. Uh, yeah. You're just doing this. <laughs> That's all you're doing, man. I did forget to mention my pun as well, the, the Tootin can't moon night, which when that, I was like, <laughs> it's there. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I think we can move on to Cinema Sins. Uh, let's start with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, this was Weird in parallel. Atkinson yeah. Watkins uh, script. And yes, a very nice little parallel. Um, so this is one of those movies where it's like, wait, we haven't done this one yet? How oh, have yeah, we not no. done Temple of Doom yeah. yet? And it's probably at the top of that list when people like requ- request things mm-hmm. we haven't done. It's like, how have you not done Temple of Doom yet? We, well, even, we, we And really, we just did Raiders like a year, a year and a half yeah. ago. Like it wasn't that long ago, really. Yeah. We, I was surprised when we had done Raiders. So, uh, so yeah. So Jonathan, you wrote on this one with Chris. So give us some thoughts. Yeah, just. This was weird. Um, I think this is the Indiana... Well, I mean, I've only seen Kingdom of Crystal Skull one time. I saw that in the theater. I've never watched it again. But uh, I don't think Temple of Doom was one I had at least revisited in a long time. I'm not positive I had revisited it as an adult. Maybe I did, but probably if that's been like 20 years, because I was watching it and uh, like I, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's probably somewhere in my top 10 or right outside of it. Uh, I think Glass Crusade is an absolute blast. Um, I just, I think it's only flaws that it's not Raiders. Um, uh, mm. but, um, well, I mean, it just, it suffers from some of those other sequels. Every single movie ever made except <laughs> for Raiders fair. of the Lost. Yes. Well, it's just, I just personally, I know it's your favorite, Aaron. I it just is. personally don't think it's as good. And I think it has that, I think the only problem with Last Crusade, it has that sequel thing where it's got to like try to up the ante on scenes that happened mm. in the original film mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Sure. Usually doesn't play great for me. But anyways, uh, Temple of Doom is interesting. Um, I think the last 30 minutes of this movie are really fun and really exciting. And that's the stuff I remember from it. Like I remember the minecart chase and I remember mm-hmm. 
the 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 croc what should be crocodiles they're actually alligators that they shot in florida which i just learned <laughs> while amazing while doing yeah because i called it crocodiles and then chris is like oh hold on a second <laughs> like of course not. chris picks that out that is the yeah. most chris thing ever I know, and uh, well, I'm glad he did because I would have been wrong because that wasn't yeah. even something I thought to look up. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. those are they're clearly crocodiles, but like, there, this movie is makes a lot of weird choices. So, Raiders of the Lost Ark is definitely like an homage or a, a, pl- a play on like the 1930s and like 40s serials that like Lucas and Spielberg, you know, as kids would watch or whatever. And uh, and so, and I think Raiders does a great job of 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 capturing that like that uh that fun that entertainment but then also updating it to a point and give like giving us like a strong female lead with karen allen's character mm-hmm. and and things like that indiana jones and the temple of doom feels like this movie should exist like in the 30s or 40s <laughs> uh the the kate capshaw character willie scott i i hate that capshaw gets blamed for this because i don't think it's her fault at all i've seen capshaw on other things she's fine there's nothing wrong with her acting she's not she, I don't know that she's going to be, I would ever think of her as like one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. but she's perfectly fine. Like there's nothing wrong with her, but Willie Scott is just, God damn it. I mean, just so fucking annoying. And, and it gets to the point where it's almost insulting, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, what is, what is this? Like, I don't even know what we're doing here. Um, you know, she, the whole thing about her breaking a nail, um, this <laughs> crap, like, I mean, just mm-hmm. none of it made any sense. And then also, uh, how much of an asshole Indiana Jones is in this movie? Like, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's like a terrible person. Uh, I guess he's kind of moody and irritable and stuff. Like, I mean, he definitely has some like some qualities that are not awesome, I guess, in the other films. But like, you really kind of hate him in this movie because almost everything he's doing is for selfish reasons. Mm. And then he also has a really weird relationship with a young boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Named Short Round. That whole thing was played odd to me in 2022. Like that, I don't know. Uh, I could have been reading too much into that, but it still played. It, it. I know they weren't intending that to be something weird, but mm. the way they did it ended up making it weird. I guess definitely would have He's been kind of kidnapped differently today for sure. I think so. Yes. I think so. And then, uh, well, and the fact that he was gonna like like banger, I guess, like and on the bed next to Short Round, I, I couldn't figure out any of that. Uh, the dinner scene which is the thing I probably remember most as a kid. And I remember, and I, I wrote that sin about, or I, I think maybe it got, yeah, I wrote that sin. I think about the, about the way it plays now, because it's just, it's, it's just, it's gross, but not in the, not because of what they're eating, but because of how much they're just making fun of the fact mm. that uh, they would eat these things. And uh, I don't point. know. And I, you know, people are going to call me woke or whatever. That's fine. But uh, it played really weird to me. <laughs> so yeah, I was, it was very, it was uncomfortable. It was, I just didn't remember any of that stuff. And even, even for a movie that I mean, you could say it was at the time, but I mean, I don't know that, like, like I said, this movie didn't even feel like it fit in the eighties. It just felt like for at least parts of it, those parts that were really uncomfortable, uh, it, you know, it, it just, it just seemed weird that they, they went with those things. There's a lot of weird behind the scenes stuff about this movie though. Spielberg is, uh, the twilight zone movie had come out and, um, uh, the whole, I mean, the whole thing about the death uh, mm-hmm. on the Twilight Zone yeah. that had come out, and so he's out of the country shooting this. He doesn't even know if he's going to be able to go back to America because he doesn't know how much of this is going to involve him, you mm-hmm. know, as far as the court case and stuff. Wow. Uh, him and Lucas are both going through divorces. Yeah. I mean, there's just it's just there's just all kinds of stuff, and and I I, I almost feel like you can kind of see that just frustration and stuff on the screen, especially with the way some of these characters. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me having a theory, but. 
I know there was a lot of stuff on going on behind the scenes that probably caused some problems. I don't think you're on an island. I think the whole yeah. internet shares some of those theories. But um, yeah, for sure. And, but but then, like I said, but then you get to like that last 30 minutes and there's stuff that's fun before that. Don't get me wrong. It's still Indiana Jones. But then you get to like that last 30 minutes and it's just like this really fun adventure, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. like, why couldn't why couldn't the movie have been this the whole time? So that was the stuff that I was interesting, like going into it. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be hard to send, but I guess I just didn't realize how like uh, inappropriate or how uncomfortable uh, a lot of stuff in it was going to make me. It's still better than Kingdom of Crystal Skulls, but I it's I don't think it's anywhere near as good as Raiders or uh, or Last Crusade. But that's just my yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Ian, why don't you go next? Yeah, I haven't seen... I think I've seen this movie once when I was like mm. nine or ten, so I remember nothing about it. The The go-to would always be um, Raiders or um, uh, Last Crusade. Always. even my, And my dad has questionable taste in, in movies sometimes, but even he agrees that Temple of Doom sucks. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 that one. <laughs> um, all I can remember is the monkey brain, of course, because it's... Yeah, that's... I don't know how little images like that managed to pop up despite the movie being terrible. Like those those little moments still managed to permeate through all of culture. Um, I, yeah, that's, remember- I mean, that's partly you know, and then we mentioned that in the sins. I mean, this 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 in Gremlins ushered in yeah. the the, the PG thirteen rating, and it was for scenes like like that. And there were, I mean, I I was that was another thing. I think I even wrote a sin, and we took it out where I was like, I mean. I was like, I, the fact that they rated this PG just blew my mind while oh, I was it's watching crazy. it. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Um, I didn't remember how Bond this film is trying to be for like a good chunk of it. <laughs> Especially the opening. I was like, am I in a Bond movie? Was this Spielberg pitching to, to direct a Bond film? And why would he need to pitch? Can he not just say, hey, I'd like to do that? Um, very, very strange. Um uh, in terms of the sins, um, loved the dual reference. I can probably thank Jonathan for the dual reference. What was that? Uh, you it, was, a... it was Spielberg is littering so much of his own, um, so many of his own flourishes in other movies. I'm expecting Dennis Weaver to be chased by a killer truck. Oh, that was Chris. Yes. Love a dual, dual. reference. I thought you said jewel. So you said dual. dual. Now, now I'm sorry. Yes. Dual. No, um, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. No, yeah, that was definitely Chris. No, but that was hilarious. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Um, the British finding it, find it amusing to inspect us at their convenience, and as soon as just the British, of course, had to, mm-hmm. to mention that. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you guys sinned Indy saving his hat because for me, that's what takes this takes this movie out of being kind of uh, exaggerated and but still kind of almost believable into a cartoon. Like there is no way he is risking his fucking right arm to rescue his hat from a stone that will absolutely rip off his arm. Um, it's a, it's a little, little bit cartoony. Um, and of course, is this guy everything everywhere all at once? How did he know to be here? Is <laughs> Man, you can either force that joke in or you can wait for the perfect moment. And it is the perfect moment because it works even if that movie doesn't exist. That's, it's so That's good. one of the best... I feel like that's kind of one of the best stories of 2022 is him being in that because... He talks about like how roles like this were why he decided to leave acting for a long time because mm. he wasn't. This was all he was getting, you know. This yeah. was his first role too, so because Goonies, I guess, was his next. Year. That's yeah. great, sin. Love it. Really good video. Uh, I, I don't think I hate this movie. I think you know it was it was just part of the Indiana Jones experience uh, for me growing up. I will say I think one of the reasons I like Last Crusade so much is it was the first Indiana Jones movie I ever saw. Um, so I saw Crusade before Raiders, um, and I love Crusade so much. And Temple of Doom was always just, you know, 
the worst Indiana Jones movie, but it's still an Indiana Jones movie, you know, kind of thing. Um, is it still the worst for you? No, 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 no. I do. I want to hear like what. Like I've never met someone that really liked Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it's and like those so people bad. have to be out there. It's, it's just it's so what, forced. In what movie are we talking about? Yeah, right. The one that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> my Temple friends, the West. my friends and I, growing up, always did the Kalima, Kalima, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, and pretended to tear each other's hearts out. As you know, children do um, when they when they see. <laughs> I, I, should, I forgot to mention too that actor who I think this might have been his only American film, but he had a shit ton of other like films he had done. Like I don't, I don't, I think maybe in India, but I I don't remember for a fact. But another country, and uh, he's very like I like that. Uh, he has a very good presence as mm-hmm. a villain. Like he's very yeah. scary, even yeah. as an adult. I'm like that's cool, but that also kind of feels Bond. Like, mm-hmm. like Ian sure, was saying. absolutely does. Um, you guys mentioned most of the stuff I had written down. Um, I did want to mention. I don't know if you guys know this, but this guy is evil. Uh, I thought that was <laughs> that was really funny. And then we mentioned this concept, but the sin is uh, so kidnapping him and putting him in my adventures was the only natural thing to do. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, really God, that well relationship written. is so weird. Yeah, like, I just, yeah, totally. I don't know why nobody with the why Lucas didn't say, okay, this is weird the way I wrote this. Maybe oh, I should Lucas just doesn't give. Thing. Good goddamn about how he writes things. Like give give that kid his own room at the <laughs> at the temple or something. I don't know. Uh, let's move on to dinosaur. Uh, this was an Atkinson Hughes script. Danae and Chris writing on this. We do have some words from uh, Danae who says dinosaur was an interesting experience for me because I wasn't expected to write on it. I realized a few things. One, I didn't know enough about dinosaurs to send them. And two, whether <laughs> or not they are cold blooded is highly debated. Um, which I find interesting. Uh, that is interesting. Danae then follows up by saying this movie is horny. Uh, this movie asks us to believe that the age-ending meteor only impacted some things. This movie is pretty straightforward. Dino moves from point A to point B with shirt going down in between. This movie asks us to believe that uh, Aladar is the hero because he believes in working together and that the bad dinosaurs are either apex predators that don't talk or dinosaurs that believe the weak are holding them back. I've thought about that too much at this point and ultimately think that the real message is that stubbornness to change and adapt is the enemy of this movie. The biggest sin of this movie is one I couldn't quite articulate. Essentially, the herd is stuck on their journey to paradise, and after stopping at a dried-up watering hole, are told that paradise is only a couple of days away and they need to press on. Pretty quickly, Aladar and the slower dinosaurs and horny lemurs all go into a cave, and eventually the cave opens up to paradise. But when they realize the rest of the herd can't get in, Aladar goes back through the cave to go around and get them, meaning Aladar basically goes two days back to the cave opening, then two days around to the herd. The movie never addresses the time discrepancy because it doesn't give a shirt. Uh, I think the most interesting part of this movie (laughs) is looking at the CGI and how it holds up today. Uh, They shot real landscapes and put the CGI over it, then clearly muted down the coloring so the CGI didn't stand out like a sore thumb. I think if I had liked dinosaurs as a kid and if I went to the movies to watch this on the big screen, this would have been super cool at the time. Now, though, the silly sexual references and simplified message of community aren't enough to hold anyone's attention. Um, So, yeah, some thoughts on Dinosaur from Danae. Uh, Jonathan, what are your thoughts uh, on this movie and this video? I saw this when it came out. I like, uh, we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show. We might be talking about it a little later, too. I I like uh, dinosaurs in film. Like, I typically, like, that interests me immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. 
um, this and even in like fiction, like I, re- I read a lot of books that involve like, you know, dinosaurs and stuff. Uh, but um, I don't know this movie. I don't remember much about it. Even when I was watching the video, I was like, yeah, I just kind of remember it being OK. I remember thinking at the time, like it, you know, it's not as good as Land Before Time, which is kind of the one I compare it to because mm-hmm. that's another animated movie and all that stuff. So I don't I didn't have a lot of memory of the movie. The video was really funny. Um, my favorite by far was at the end when the movie says one thing's for certain our journey's not over and then Jeremy just says oh it's over <laughs> yes as yes. is the directing career of the poor individual that directed this film uh-huh. <laughs> he went straight back into just animating oh, no. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. only oh, only feature um, yeah because I don't think this was like a hit was it or not, at least not at least not a big big hit or anything I don't know maybe it did okay the movie the line in the movie is in the morning we'll climb it I'm sure Danae wrote this set the sin, it sounds like Kron thinks he's Werner Herzog directing Fitzcarraldo. I'm sure that was Danae. <laughs> it's got Danae written all over it. <laughs> and then I just like playing favorites with your unhatched eggs. I don't know, that <laughs> yeah, was that was funny. Super yeah. funny. But yeah, no, it's a great video. Movies just, I, I just remember it being kind of dull. But. Yeah, me too. I guess I'll go next. Um, I... <sighs> I liked this movie enough. I don't know. Like, I like dinosaurs. And so it was, you know, kind of interesting to see. <clears throat> dinosaurs are an interesting thing for me because I think they are one of the things that puts the most emphasis on the scientific uh, method and the scientific discovery mm. and kind of how that works, right? Because it's this creature that we only know exists because we put the pieces together, right? So, yes. like, <clears throat> so there's. There's this beautiful thing about dinosaurs, and I think this is a reason a lot of people are drawn to, to the idea of them, is that, okay, we're solving a puzzle understanding these things. So so when you watch a movie, you go into it understanding how science works, right? That this is an idea of what this puzzle, the best we can tell, how it's solved. What's really interesting about that is you watch how dinosaurs are portrayed through film through the years. It changes because mm-hmm. the scientific process goes, hey, new clue. Let's kind of recontextualize this um, and kind of figure out, you know, did dinosaurs have feathers? I think maybe dinosaurs had feathers now. Mm-hmm. So you watch a movie like this or in the moment you go, oh, this is the current understanding in many ways of of what these creatures possibly were and they looked like. I don't know. There's something really interesting to me about the science of it all. And it just seems to me to be one of kind of the best examples of how the scientific you know process and discovery works um, in how it changes. And I think that's beautiful. I just, I, I really, really love that. So I think the movies have also created like, what are our favorites? Like, cause like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of knowledge of dinosaurs. Like I don't, I don't get into like the history of it. Like I don't mm-hmm. read the science of it and stuff. I just see the movie. So like, you know, we know what Tyrannosaurus Rexes are mainly because that's the one that most movies use as like the big bad or whatever. And then of course Spielberg made Velociraptors look scary as hell. So now mm-hmm. we know about Velociraptors. But before nineteen ninety three, I'd never heard of a Velociraptor, you know? Right. Um and uh so yeah, it's interesting how how things kind of, what you were saying yeah. and all that. Oh things shift and change and how like a yeah. uh a bone that was this listen, I'm just making this up from vague memories of a story that I heard. I'd have to look it up to know exactly the case. But like a bone was in the wrong, you know, animal. Like a bone from a different dinosaur was yes. in yeah. like the T Rex, <laughs> the you know, or whatever. And it's like, no, actually, this may go to a completely different like that kind of stuff. Fascinates me. That animal. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, I really dig that. Is it is both an example of 
why science is so special and also that science is always changing and like there's there's this there's this tendency to go you know to the extremes either way where it's like this is what science believes and so it must be true which that's not how science works it's this is what science believes so this is where we are right now to believe what mm -hmm. is true like yeah, you know until like, that changes until that changes this is mm -hmm. what's true you know and it's just i find that really really that'd be interesting that'd be crazy if one day they're just like by the way we were wrong about gravity <laughs> it I mean, might be we are we 100 are wrong about gravity uh so wait hold on what <laughs> no we are like as in we don't know everything about it oh, yet correct. Right? Yeah, we're wrong as in don't. there are gaps right yeah so uh anyhow all that to say dinosaur is a fine movie um so the, <laughs> the sense the sense that i enjoyed uh there must be some disney executive who adds fart poop or pee jokes to a movie and insists that it adds an extra 10 million to the box office thing mm -hmm. i thought that was really funny um when i was told to watch this movie i would have never imagined that 78 percent of the runtime is dedicated to lemur foreplay uh right. <laughs> beautiful a lot of yeah, a lot of lemurs in this movie and then apparently. one of uh, a... just a beautiful cliche sim because it is such a cliche and it's worded really well male shows proficiency with kids in front of the female and now the female wants to do him cliche um <laughs> so so there you go uh those are my thoughts on dinosaur uh ian i think we haven't heard from you well, yet man screw you aaron because uh, you legit stole my entire <laughs> discussion like i was gonna link this back to how much dinosaurs were my nerddom when i was growing mm -hmm. up yeah. how it links back to science being so incredible mm -hmm. and how like dinosaurs were the thing that got me into science because there's no way Neat. we know about these things unless we're digging it up putting mm -hmm. the puzzle pieces together um and that changes in our lifetime like dinosaurs being most likely covered in feathers is a thing we know in the last decade like Mm -hmm. I was amazed the the new um, new Jurassic Park films didn't lean into that a little bit mm -hmm. more and weren't a bit brave with actually they're covered in feathers I, we just got yeah. the genes wrong. Why do they keep creating? Like, that's one thing about Jurassic Park movies that kills me. There are so many dinosaurs that we've never seen on film. Yes, because and, they don't care, and they just keep creating new ones, no, they, like made they, up stuff. They care about Chris Pratt more than they care about actually accurate <laughs> dinosaurs. Um, well, we all care more about Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, I know. I that was obviously a joke. <laughs> But yeah, just man, it's science, man. If you burn every single science test textbook in the entire world and get rid of all of it, in a hundred years it'll be back because it's there. It's not something we've made up or invented. If you keep doing science, then you'll end up making the same discoveries and learn more and more and more and more. Um, awesome. All that to say, dinosaurs is a perfectly fine movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I so I go on. No, 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 no. I, you know me. I want to get further into these discussions, but it, it always interests me that people see religion and science as like opposites in like fighting each other when they both rely on the idea of absolute truth so much. Like it's it's one of those things because you mentioned the idea that a hundred years from now you'll discover again why because it's true because there is a foundation of absolute truth to the world around us. Um, so it's just it's it's always it always baffles me a little bit that we we pit religion and science uh, against each other. Well, let's be fair. Religion pits itself against science uh, in yes, so many I was ways. Say, um, but it's—I have a story to prove that. <laughs> no, there are there are stories littered through history to prove that. <laughs> that it, nobody needs to prove that. But it, but in my mind, I'm always going, guys. The, the like there is a foundational way that the idea of religion and science are similar, which is the idea that truth exists and we should try to find it, um, which is which really For interesting. For me, the big difference is that science is using science to find it and religion isn't. 
Like that's that's my big argument where it's a false bad equivalency. religion isn't, but yes, I'm yeah. it's a out false equivalent. Hey, bad religion yeah. is a really good band. You do not make fun of them. <laughs> Ian, this this story will kill you really quick. Sorry, but like when I was in sixth or seventh grade, I went to a religious based school for K through twelve, and um, our science teacher told us that she did not believe dinosaurs existed because they're not in the Bible. That was a science lesson I mm -hmm. got in like 1985. <laughs> well, and that's the oh, beauty yeah. of science. The, it doesn't God put the bones in the ground to give us something to do. I will say, to be fair, I don't remember her saying we should believe that. She was just giving her own personal <laughs> right, opinion right. when she taught. But it was still, it's still like what I think, I, I, that is never going to not be an insane thing mm -hmm. to me. Like, I'm just like, how, how, how is that person teaching? <laughs> like, right. And the beauty is science doesn't care. Like science doesn't care. It doesn't need belief. And it's like, what? Well, I always get asked, like, what do you believe in? It's like, fortunately, I don't need to believe in anything because it's just, it's there. And that's, Who is that's that what leads Who is that from Is it David Mitchell? David is that Mitchell. his name? Yeah. That great Graham, I, everybody look this up. There's that great thing when he was mm -hmm. on Graham Norton talking about uh, Flat Earth Society. Yes. And he's like, he's like, we know that the Earth is round because they sent a fucking rocket up in the air and they took <laughs> oh. a goddamn photograph. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we know it's not a discussion. Um, so this movie came out when I was 10. I should have watched it. I missed it. Um, totally didn't know this movie existed until it was on the schedule. And I was like, is, is Chris just putting a placeholder in? Like this, I didn't realize that was the name I'm of the movie. I'm going to do a dinosaur movie. <laughs> exactly. It's like Jurassic World is coming out. We need dinosaurs. And I was like, well, I guess I'll send him some suggestions. But no, it turns out dinosaurs is a movie. And yeah, it seems very bland. Um, mm -hmm. It just seems perfectly normal. Um, it's kind of like a showcase for the technology. It feels like rather than a well groundbreaking story movie as such. Um, but the sins were great. Didn't realize how this movie was so horny. That's incredible to me. The lemurs are explicitly there to show how sex works, apparently, and how mating rituals don't. Um, and I loved the bleep swearing at the very, very end of this is what Disney actually, what the dinosaurs were actually saying, but Disney didn't have the balls to say. And just the the slew of beep, beep, you son of a beep is always going to be funny to me. Uh, there you go. Uh, that is a look at Dinosaur. Let's move into the comment section. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We'll each pick a comment from the last week's content in the various places you reach out. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. Um, I think I'm going to start and say one place that I don't go enough that I should go more is the comments on the CinemaSins. Oh, I thought you were going to say outdoors. Uh, that is probably true as well. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, I go outdoors a lot because I, I, I run every day, but... Um, I I don't like the outdoors, so it's always a pain. Sorry. Um, no, the CinemaSins Podcast Network YouTube channel. So mm, all of yes. all of our podcasts are uploaded to the YouTube channel, and there are comments there. People just commenting on the specific episodes, and I wanted to bring a couple of those to our attention. Um, I'll start with this one, Ian. This comes from the last episode. Spee says, "Hey, Ian, fellow non-burper." Uh, thinking about getting <laughs> the injection. Hope Amazing. all goes well. So yes. yeah. So I wonder if they'll oh, I need follow to head up. Over there. Um, Please do. Yeah, Spee, follow up with your your progress and your journey. I'm sure Ian would love to kind of know how it goes for you. Genuinely, and, this and is how so that... surreal. This is so strange. I'm part of a community. Then Denise says that dog barking in the background of Denise's segment intro is that her dog? Pretty sure the recording is from the survey reminder she did where her dogs didn't let her talk back (laughs) during the summer. Great catch, Denise. Great catch. That is exactly Mm -hmm. where that's from. Um, So well done. Um, That was so. That yeah. was so funny when she sent that over that day. I remember. Like, I think I'm just going to keep it. And then we were listening to her like, hell yeah, keep that. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Go get the survey. Uh, and then I did want to mention that uh, we did a, a joke about having um actually being trademarked. And uh, his sofer says, um actually, um actually is already trademarked by the game show, um actually. Uh, so I thought that was good. <laughs> well. Nice. Uh, uh, Ian, why don't you go next? Um, I have two. Um, one was from the Moon Knight video of Ron Foster. Um, of course, the opening credits for Moon Knight didn't include Moon Knight. I mean, the Moon Knight show did the best it did to not include any Moon Knight. <laughs> nice. I just love the subtle burn on that. It's like it's, it should have been called the Book of Moon Knight. It really should have been. That's right. Um, exactly. I forgot to grab the um, the commenter that left this one, but this is from Dinosaur. Um, let's give a round of applause to the cameraman who somehow camera person who somehow went back in time to film these dinosaurs and not get eaten or mess up the space-time continuum in the process props to that gentle person awesome well done. awesome uh jonathan uh, what about you going back to what he was saying about the lack of moon night though something that would be hilarious that disney would never do but it would be so funny as if in like all even the marvel shows there was just one random episode where it was just about the mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> It should. I'm expecting. I might it find a way one. to work that into an outtake in the future. Yeah. Actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, that's amazing. That would just be amazing. Like it's just a shot of a door, and then the Mandalorian <laughs> yes. comes through it. And you're like, I thought this was Miss Marvel. Yeah. Like I'm so yeah. confused. I don't want. I'm, I'm concerned. I have a couple that I'm kind of concerned. I might be taking. I don't know. Did you do any nitpicking from Indiana Jones? Yeah, I've got four, so I've got plenty to pick from. Okay. So okay. go ahead. Well, I don't. I don't know that this would be one, so I'll read this one. Uh, it's Oracle's enchantment. There was a lot of like kind of nice comments. The first few comments on Indiana Jones were kind of where it was just like people kind of sharing stories that mm, contradicted childhood. what we said but like it was more like i'm sure you didn't know this but here's an example of blah yeah. blah blah it was just kind of nice uh oracles and enchantment said i was pulling oh because there's a sin where we talk about how uh willie scott thinks she's like holding her laundry 
and she's actually holding like a giant bat and she like pulls mm. it up and I'm doing visuals on a podcast for some reason. Uh, but Oracle's an enchantment said, I was pulling Spanish moss out of a tree in Florida for a fire we were going to have when I felt something soft and fuzzy in my hands. Yes, it was a bat. I'm not sure which of us was more upset. Apparently, ladies manhandling bats on accident is not as rare as you would think. And then she's got a bunch of laughing emojis. I screamed. The bat screamed and flew out of my hands. <laughs> and now I am much more careful when gathering materials in the wild. That is an amazing story. Bat screams are terrifying, man. Oh, they are. They really are. It's a beautiful thing about the comments, isn't it? There's going to yeah. be at least one person that has that story that yeah. we're sending it. Yeah. But so they're good. also not telling us we're dumb or anything. No, like exactly. actually you just, guys were assholes. You know, just... Did you not know that in 1989 <laughs> I did this same thing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, no, I did not know that. I bet that was terrifying, though. That would have <laughs> that would have scarred me for yeah. life. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, we ready to move on then? Let's do it. We'll head on to nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. But we wouldn't want to nitpick, right, Danny? Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Um, actually. Oops. What do you mean, oops? Missed it by that much. Am I just going to nitpick everyone until they leave me? Ian takes a look at some, um, actuallys from the comments, and we decide together if the commenter was green, yellow, or red. We should trademark that. We oh, should. We've actually, we've had a season to desist let letter come in, so you now actually have to say, actually, um. <laughs> right. Actually, that would um, be amazing. Actually. Actually. Chris is like, guys, I don't know what you're doing, but I got this letter. <laughs> we got a season to desist letter from a game show. <laughs> um, okay, so there's two from Indiana Jones, predictably. Um, one of them was extremely rude. The other one, um, <laughs> sorry, there were two people that, that left comments about the same point. One of them presented it very nicely. One of them presented it very rudely. I've gone with the nice one. And Aww. just about the raft. The, well, the gist of it is why does the shaman tell Indy about the oh, temple no. and why does he think that Indy is the one to save the day? Um, and this this gentle, gentle person said, the old man's faith in Indy. Um, he was there waiting for his arrival by the river. Remember, he said he prayed to Shiva to send help. Um, and the old man had faith, and apparently he was right. And um, the other person was just like, you assholes, did you not see the movie? Um, <laughs> so apparently... Trying, what was the sin again? So That's the what sin I'm trying to is that why is the shaman even talking to Indy about the temple and what's going on? Why would oh. he think that Indy gives a crap? Um, and it's apparently, I can't remember, but the scene before the shaman is praying to Shiva and associates Indy's arrival with that prayer. I'm still kind of on a yellow there because he could have like mentioned like they, that could have been mentioned somehow. I don't I don't know. I don't think that's that scene's a lot of just a lot of exposition. That's all the whole point of that scene. So yeah, yeah. I think it makes it argumentative. So I I probably go with green. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, Indy. Um, so this was I think the sin was questioning why did the bad guys dig such deep mines to find this diamond rock, whatever it was they okay. were finding. And the commenter said, my impression, and a few commenters said this, my impression was always that the mine tunnels were already there and had been dug by previous people that were mining and that the bad guys were just living in the mines and using them and hadn't dug them I themselves. Mean, you do see them doing things, though, but I, I, I guess there's no way for us to know if they actually dug them. But, I mean, you do see them working on stuff, so I don't know. No, because that's like, that's like all mine equipment and it's not like if they yeah. if they were responsible for building them i don't know it I, I would think it would just look more tunnely and less like an actual mine am i yeah, wrong maybe. no i think that's a green i, I don't think the comment is right um yeah. uh from dinosaur this was fascinating to me so many people said this do we think it's the wrong meteor 
like was this just a random meteor and not the world ending meteor like is it ever mm. specified which meteor this is because the biggest plot hole is that this meteor didn't kill the dinosaurs but was it ever supposed to be the Later one that on, killed the there dinosaurs will be a, a meteor meteor and yeah, exactly. that'll, do, that'll do the job yeah. and then pizza hut will copyright <laughs> it or dominoes or whoever um, but that's what do you an interesting think? thought because um, i haven't seen the whole movie yeah that could certainly be argued that could certainly be argued that this wasn't the the be all end all but it was just a you know a moment yeah just a local one that was more devastating yeah um and then my favorite one of the week um is it's where the commenter says weird how you emphasize that there are only three movies in this series. Everyone knows that there are only three in the Indiana Jones series. Why would you make a joke out of there, out of there only being three? And I completely agree. I don't know why you guys put so much emphasis. It's, so it's, it's, it's just not a funny joke when there I are just, only three films. Yeah, that was that was really weird of us. I don't know yeah, why we did why, that. Why, yeah, that's very strange. Very strange. I mean, weird thing to emphasize. It is. It very yeah. much is. Uh, well, I'm I, I'm looking forward to the Indiana Jones Christmas special myself. So, <laughs> holiday special. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're bringing it back, guys. Uh, for one week, let's take a look beyond the sins to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We each take a look at something else going on in the world of pop culture that we have experienced. And Ian's going to kick us off. Uh, what have you seen recently? Mm, Aaron is going to be absolutely sick of me talking about this, but it is um, Love, Death, and Robots. And this mm. is completely selfish. I want to use whatever reach we have to make sure more people are watching it so that I get more episodes. Um, I love this show, and it's the... It's one of the beautiful things about anthology series is that if you don't like all of it, there's probably going to be something in there you like. So if you've never heard of the show, it is an anthology series on Netflix, and it's definitely R-rated, but different animation houses are given um, an amount of money to make something that they want to make, and they can take a story from folklore. As long as it has like some kind of sci-fi stint, they all tend to have a sci-fi element to them. Um and it's just brilliant. Season one was amazing. Season two was okay. It was it was a watchable. Season three, I think, is my favourite. Um, they vary from seven to twenty-one minutes, and they'll take place like in space, in the ocean, on land, in the future, in the past. It's it is such a good mix of stories and animation styles, um, heartfelt stuff to just comedy to ah, what the fuck. Um, it's brilliant love the show so so much i really need to watch this I, it's venture too right isn't venture behind it or has something to do with it like he's a producer or something yeah he's on so yeah that uh, sounds right yeah yeah but it's, it's I, uh, high 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 recommend out yeah, of 35 out. episodes you will like you'll like something yeah it's a beautiful anthology right like um mm. you know it's it is it is modern day heavy metal right like this is the idea of the heavy metal movie where it's like but good <laughs> i mean like, you've got some like you've got some heavy proper names on it as well like david fin- fincher tim miller there are real oh, nice real big directors that mm-hmm. are um getting tim involved miller is as well. De- deadpool is that correct right? yeah yeah i uh i have watched all three seasons uh i have really enjoyed it um you know there are a few standouts where i'm like oh mm-hmm. that is beautiful interesting and meaningful um not all of them are in fact most of them probably don't hit all three of those things most of them hit beautiful 
Like it's mm-hmm. it's incredible. Even the ones that are kind of different styles of even more like um, stripped down animation, they're still mm-hmm. really interesting to look at. And I think you know, it's just this really great <clears throat> opportunity and uh, breeding ground for the idea of short form adult animation. Um, mm-hmm. And when I say that, I guess it's uh, you know bears mentioning that you know the idea of love death and robots is sex violence and sci-fi that's basically what this show is is sex violence Mm -hmm. and sci-fi and it's explicit in some of the sex violence in sci-fi so um probably worth mentioning but uh but yeah it's an incredible three seasons of of content so Yeah, yeah it's incredible um let's see jonathan why don't you go next I'm going to talk about this show called The Pentaveret. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you hadn't made that joke, I was going to make it. Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I watched, I went and saw this movie, uh, I guess, well, I guess it'll be two weeks ago from when this is released, but it was from when we're recording, it was just this past weekend. Uh, and it is called Watcher. Uh, it is in limited release right now, but uh, it is going to be on Shutter at some point uh, because it has the Shutter logo on it when you go see it in the theater. Uh, this is a movie. It's a it's a like a mystery thriller. Uh, I would say uh, at the at the front at the foremost at the fore whatever forefront. Um, Micah Monroe uh, plays. Well, I would say like the bare. It's interesting because when I watch the movie, like just the bare bones plot of it is something like you're you've definitely seen before. It's uh you've got Micah Monroe from um um all of a sudden oh it follows and the guest and uh, I guess if I guess Independence Day Resurgence if you saw that but um. She's the she plays a character who thinks that she's being stalked uh, and is like there's like a guy to what she thinks she's being stalked. No one believes her. And then, you know, you get to the end where there's all these reveals and stuff. Right. So like we've seen that like a million times. And I will say after I watched it, I was like, that was good. But I feel like I've seen it before. But then since then, like the last few days, like it's really stuck with me. And it's really become something that I think I actually do like quite a bit. Like, I definitely liked it, but, like, I think I'm even higher on it now uh, a few days out. This is a directorial debut of Chloe Acuno. Uh, she, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, the only other thing I think she's, the only other feature thing she's done was she did a segment, and I think that it was the last VHS movie. I don't know those movies very well, but I think it was VHS 94, so I think that was the last one they did. Um, but anyways, uh, she does a really good job. This movie really is like, I think Hitchcockian gets thrown around way too much and it, it gets thrown around with things that don't make sense. Like people were talking about it with like, get out. Like, I still don't know how people thought get out felt like a Hitchcock movie, but whatever. Um, but, uh, but this really does like, and it, and it kind of has that rear window aspect to it anyways, because the whole plot, the, when it first starts, she's at her apartment. She keeps thinking every time she looks out the window, there's a guy staring at her. Uh, from another from the apartment across the across the street um but what this movie really gets at is that it's uh it, it really delves into just uh women being stalked and then not being believed uh when they when they go to like their husband or the police or whatever it really digs into that similar kind of uh in a much more mainstream way but similar to men which came out a few weeks ago uh the new alex garland movie um I think this one's a this one works better for me than men. Um, it is definitely more mainstream, but like I just I don't know I I just I find this one men just didn't connect with me for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if it's because a female is behind this. Uh, maybe that's why it, it hits me a little stronger than it normally would. But it's not even the stalking stuff. Like there's a scene early on where um, she gets uh, there. Th- the whole thing is that they've moved to Bucharest 
um, because her husband has accepted a job there. And he's like, his, his family's Romanian. He knows the language. He knows the city pretty well. She knows nothing. And she's stuck at home. She's stuck in their apartment all day while he's at work. And they're the first night they're there. She asks him to wake her up when he gets up just before he leaves. And then she wakes up in the next scene and it's like maybe mid afternoon or something. And then there's a picture that he texted her. He took a picture of her in her sleep and he just said something like, you know, you were too cute to wake up. And I didn't really think much about that scene at first, but then I heard another podcaster talking about that. And it is kind of one of those things, like it seems like such a little thing, but it's also, you're just kind of like, why didn't he just fucking wake her up? <laughs> like, you know, why, mm-hmm. why? I mean, it's it's one of those things like I would, I when I think, when I pull back from it and think about it, I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like if my wife asked me to wake her up, I would, I would wake her up. Like, you know. Right. If there's she told a, me she wanted to go a, back to sleep. There's a, uh, you know, it's very patronizing. There's an infantilization yeah, to yeah. it. Like, you know, I know better than you. I'm going to let you sleep because you look so adorable. And, you know, you need <laughs> yeah, to can, like, you need to keep looking adorable. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, that's going to be like a benefit for him. The mm-hmm. fact that he did that, like it was such a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. I, I, it's just it's weird. So the movie, it's not even just the the this this this. And there's also the the other thing that's kind of a thing in this movie is that there's a serial killer uh, called the spider uh, that's been decapitating women. So, uh, you know, she's terrified that the person stalking her might be that killer and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's it's. I don't want to talk too much about it. I don't want to give any. I don't want to talk too much more about it because I don't want to give anything away. But Micah Monroe is excellent. Um, I've always thought she was good. This is probably uh, my favorite performance of her so far. Because if she doesn't work, this movie doesn't work. Um, it's very different tone, but it kind of reminded me of like Jessica Roth and the Happy Death Day movies, mm-hmm. where where it's just like everything, like everything is centered around her. So you know, she's got to give a hell of a performance to make any of this work, and she does. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's a pretty high recommend for me. Uh, it's called Watcher. And like I said, it's in limited release, so I don't know how many cities it's in, but it is going to be on Shutter. Nice. Uh, probably before the end of the summer and the fall. So, uh, it will be available soon, I hope. Cool. I'm going to talk about, uh, Jurassic World, uh, Dominion, right? Is that what it's called? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whatever. Um, or I could talk about Top Gun Maverick. Uh, if you prefer, um, um no, because I'm gonna say Maverick. So yeah, do do get Jurassic Park <laughs> out of the way. I do find it interesting, and really the only reason I wanted to talk about this is I find it kind of interesting how we have back to back examples of how to do a legacy sequel right and how to do it wrong. And <laughs> Jurassic Jurassic World does this so wrong. And um, I will I will talk about this more on Sif Pop this weekend. If uh, if you listen to the Sif Pop podcast, I'll go into further detail, but. I will just say this about Jurassic World uh, Dominion, the final one of these. It is so caught up in references and doing the same thing that other movies have done that it just it gets so annoying so fast. And part of that is that there's not a lot going on beyond that that makes any kind of sense, you know, in this world. But this is this is one of those uh, legacy sequels that's like, hey. Let's make sure the this character takes their glasses off exactly the same way they did in the first one. And it's just like, I see the sweat and energy in you trying to milk my nostalgia. And it's just, it gets really annoying to me. Is um, Jeff Goldblum just randomly laying back with his shirt <laughs> unbuttoned? There is absolutely a Jeff Goldblum shirt unbuttoned joke in this movie because, oh, wow. of course, there is. Like, name a reference. The movie's like, gotta force one of those in there. Um, so 
this would have been this. I'm going to go see this because I'm just curious. But this will be weird if it, I would think this would be weirder if it did work because the foundation that it's built on is kind of choppy. Anyways, mm-hmm. the first yeah. Jurassic World is fine. Like I like that better than most people. I think Me I think too. you like it too. I do. I do. Yes. I think there's enough, and I think the nostalgia stuff in that is more fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like the her getting the I I I'm sorry, but her getting the T Rex out of the cage, as silly as all that is, mm-hmm. like that's that's a moment that sticks with me. Right. And then you've got the you know the T Rex and the Velociraptor fighting the 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 new creation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last one was not good. And um, this is better I than the last one. Even as bad as this one is, I do think it's better than Fallen Kingdom. Because at least it, it's Fallen Kingdom doesn't go anywhere, man. Like I mm-hmm. like I don't know what that movie is doing other than trying to give us some scares, which you know it was it was more. It's a haunted house. It movie is a haunted house movie. It's, it's absolutely bizarre. a haunted house movie. It's very strange. Um, yes, my very brief opinion is uh, don't expect much out of Dominion. Maybe you'll enjoy some of the dinosaur stuff. Um, there are dinosaurs with feathers in this one, so you know, yay. <laughs> I don't love any of the sequels though. Jurassic Park is. I mean, Jurassic Park's stuck with me, and it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, there are parts of the sequels that I enjoy, but I can't really say that like I genuinely really like any of them. Yeah, um, I know. Like, there's moments in Lost World. There's moments in Jurassic Park Three. Uh, there's moments in Jurassic World, and there's not really anything in Fallen Kingdom. But uh, there's moments. There are a couple moments, moments that are no, just like, is. oh, that's and cool. I, but I, yeah, and I like the attempt. I like the idea. Like, hey, let's make a haunted house movie with dinosaurs. Like, I. I'm down with that because it's different, but then they just didn't do anything interesting yeah. with it as far as I was concerned. You're, I know that that movie has its fans. You're though. absolutely right. Uh, there hasn't been a good Jurassic Park sequel overall. It's just a sporadic spraying of good moments uh, or fun things to watch, um, which is unfortunate. And I think that's unfortunate, but so be it. So be it. It sucks, too, because I love the idea of the dinosaurs just being loose in the world. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Yeah, but conceptually, there's the, conceptually there's interesting things happening. The problem is there's no structure underneath the concept to deliver any kind of momentum to what I'm supposed to care about and why these you know what, why these characters are interesting. So, and I'm um, starting yeah. to think, Colin, was it Colin? Is it Trevorov? Trevorov. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think he didn't actually direct Safety Not Guaranteed. I have <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> how that fucking brilliant movie was made by him. And yeah, then, because lots uh, of people make movies. I heard an interesting story about that. he was on a podcast talking about that though, and how they had already they had already sent the movie to Sundance, Safety Not Guaranteed, and then he decided on a whim to change the ending. And he had to get permission from Sundance to do it because they had already viewed it and they had already approved it. Mm. But thankfully, they said yes because the ending of that movie is just like Chef's Kiss. So that's great. Uh, but yeah, but then I don't, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Book of Henry, like I, I don't understand what, what, what happened after Safe Night Guarantee. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominions in theaters. Watcher is also in limited release in theaters, but should be on Shutter soon. And Love, Death, and Robots currently available on Netflix, where you can also watch The Pentaveret. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can uh, mail it to us at P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Wits End. Oh, at W-A, yeah, W-H, Johnny T-C-S-I-N-N-E-D. I only let you spell it because Wits End, most people will think W-I-T-S-E-N-D, right? No, my issue is you only let me spell it when Danae isn't here. That's my gripe. 
I thought it was W H I D D. Yes, I think it is. Widsin. And then E T. Yes, strangely enough. And I'm going to be at Pentaverin fan. He is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Ian Whittington, Jonathan Watkins, the lesser Stephen Grant, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy National Dump the Pump Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. I have recently um, opened the TikTok app a couple times. Oh, dear. And it's such a time suck. I hate it so much. I, I Uh-huh. I lost 45 minutes this morning rook- in bed. Rookie. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm sure I've, uh, stayed up an extra hour just because I'm scrolling through yes. TikTok. It's, it's like, fascinating. It's the, mm-hmm. the TikTok live stuff is, it blows my mind. Like, I'm just like, so there is a TikTok live of a man who is maybe genuinely or not trying to sleep mm-hmm. and behind him, there is a wall and if depending on what you gift or subscribe or whatever, it wakes him yes. up so that he can't sleep. Yes. And this guy, I'm like, he's either the he's Dan, Daniel Day Lewis levels of good actor, or he's actually being tortured because it, he look he just looks like he wants to sleep. And whenever something wakes him up, it looks like he's going to cry. And like people are doing this. People are, it's like the experiment where like, hey, you like give an electric shock to this person and they'll never know. He's, that's his nap time. He actually gets eight hours of sleep when he's not on TikTok. Like this this is his work time. He's acting. It's his work time. Uh I have to believe that. Either way, we are terrible people. Me for watching and the, the people that are gifting as well. There was one where it was like this robot mini golf thing. Where if you donated a certain amount, you could control the putt and try to win <laughs> stuff. I just like TikTok Live blows, and then of course interspersed into there, you've got you know all the women promoting their OnlyFans. You know, of course, they, they're yeah. like as close as close to being nude as possible, uh, mm-hmm. and then saying, "Hey, you know, check my Instagram for my links." It's like, uh-huh. what? What is this world? Why? What is this world? And then, ironically, on like their OnlyFans, they're advertising their TikTok, and then it's like check below for the links to go to my TikTok. I thought about doing a book review channel on TikTok because that's a big thing right now. Oh, um, do it, dude! Just to see if I could get free books. Yes, yeah. it's a great. I don't even care idea. if I make money. I'm just curious if publishers will send me books. <laughs> they will, man. If you get an audience, they will definitely send you books. Mm-hmm. But sure. I don't want to be on it. Like I'm not. I I see my daughter on it, and I'm just like. Oh. No, I'm not spending all day doing that. So I don't play video games either because video games suck time away from me that I just, I'm pissed off when I'm done. (laughs) Recently bought my first game system in, I'm going to say 10 years. Uh, Probably the last game system I bought for myself was probably the GameCube. I'm going to say 10 so, years. Are you, that's 20 years. Okay. 20 years. I listen, time has no meaning when you're <laughs> my age. The GameCube is like 99. <laughs> the, la- the last, <laughs> the last video game system I remember buying was painting on cave walls. I don't know how long nice. ago that was, nice. but, uh, Good. yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've been doing some, some, how many people did we have playing Mario Kart? We have a five, five. way. Yeah. We had, Mario we had Kart? a five, yeah. a five, uh, way online, uh, race going. 
Um, which honestly, the, yeah, te- the awesome. technology people to do that, that is is so fun. Like, I'm just glad games have kind of gotten to the place where, like, you know, Ian, you can be in England and we're all over here in Missouri and mm-hmm. we're racing against each other in real time. Like, the lag is, and we it's not like we all have like, oh, it's non-existent super stellar internet connections. We've just got mm-hmm. broadband, you know, and that does it. Mm-hmm. That's cool, but I don't. And this is an old man thing. I don't like the three dimensional aspect. Like, I just I like the I I platform the thing, and I'm. And I'm shooting things like Super Mar- the first Super Mario Brothers, like or Metroid yep. or whatever. I'm walking left to right and I'm jumping and I'm possibly <laughs> possibly jumping. I can't, yeah, the 3D thing just I don't know. I don't know if it's my vertigo kicks in or what, but I don't enjoy it. Like I just I oh, get interesting. Like, I get all messed up and I don't know which way. And I always go the wrong way, especially if I have to drive. I tried to play one of the what is what is the what's the big where you can like run over hookers? What's that game? Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> which one? <laughs> You made me want to go back and watch that. I love that first season of Broadchurch. I think even knowing the outcome, I'd still really enjoy it because the acting in that is so good. And that was the first time. That was not the... I don't think that was... I don't watch Doctor Who, but I still don't think that was the first time. Because did that come out... I think Fright Night was the first time I saw... That would have been uh, after What's this. his name? Yeah. Okay. Broadchurch was 2013. Well, I might have watched... But I might have watched Broadchurch yes. yeah, after no, no, that. Fair. Because... Because it came on BBC America like a year mm-hmm. or two later or something. Yeah, they test it in England first um, and then send it to you guys. What David Tennant? I couldn't think of that David fucking name, Tennant. David Tennant. But uh, I feel like I knew him. I definitely, I had never seen Jodie mm-hmm. Whittaker before. I don't think I definitely knew. Uh, well, God, what's the main actress? Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch. I definitely knew her because she was in uh, Hot uh, Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's the one that's like, what do you mean murder? Yes. I think that's her. I think I think and, you're right. Uh, what an interesting career, Olivia Coleman, right? She has got I mean, she's a great actor, but she has a great like she have two Oscars? picker as well. Yeah. I think she or just does. one. She's just she got the, no, one. Just the one. Ton of she, BAFTAs, I think. I think she just has the one she's won. She's been nominated at yeah. least she's twice. She's incredible. Have you ever watched uh, Jim and Andy, the documentary on uh no, I think oh. you might have has that been fairly recent? Because I feel like you recommended that on here. Maybe five. Again, time has no meaning these days. But like, maybe not. I mean, maybe maybe five years ago, it. five or six years ago. I can't remember. I'll look it up. But um, I highly recommend it. I think I'm, I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. This is not a surprise. I love so much of what he's done uh, on stage. In the entire production of that movie, uh, Carrey, because he's being Kaufman, and he's doing the, you know, the silly, um, what's it called, method acting thing where he's like Kaufman day and night. I mean, I guess in that, but I would waffle back and forth. I'd be like, yeah, but if there's a role where you're going to do method acting, Kaufman is a really interesting one to do that because he himself basically was an actor his entire life. Like everything he did was a performance or a prank or a, like, you know, like how much of Kaufman's real life was was just trolling people, you know? And so it was yeah. it was interesting because I kept waffling back and forth going, no, 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 I see why he's being like this. And then going, no, 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 that's just not okay. You just can't be that way to people <laughs> on the set or whatever. Like the director of that movie, um, whose name is slipping my my mind. Um, Milos Foreman. Uh, just he came out of that traumatized by what Carrie did to him during wow. that that movie. So Neat. it's it would be I, I, it's a really interesting document uh, to watch. So I highly recommend it. I uh, <clears throat> to get back to TikTok before we bring everybody else TikTok. back in because I had one more point I wanted to make, having been on it recently again and just in needing it to go away. <laughs> it also is possibly and this may be my get off the lawn moment i mean i've had many of them but this may be another one of them yeah because 
there there is a re- of the social media i think it's the most dangerous and i'll tell you why because it is couched in such a fast and humorous way that some of the uh, extremism that's going on on tiktok and, and by the way every fourth or fifth you know video i go to is some sort of political extremism which is really weird to me but it's couch it's couched in comedy though see this is the thing that's so, in, that is not my tiktok that's fascinating i think you may be unaware of it like i think it's like it's it's so, give me some credit no, like I, I no i would spot it I, I give I there's not stuff about guns and on your TikTok at all. No. Okay, my no, mind was all. just my mind was just blown. Um, but that's, you're no, 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 the TikTok white account, American right. living in Missouri, and maybe they know that's that. it. And maybe that's it's geographical. Exactly it. it is but, absolutely geographical. That's the clever thing about TikTok. But uh, in dangerous, right? Like this, I'm just mm, I'm just 100%. saying it's just it's this this thing that is just like this this quick hit of adrenal you know mm-hmm. uh stuff and it just in it's nothing there's nothing there it's like living on spoonfuls of sugar like all you ate all day was a spoonful of sugar every five minutes yeah if you haven't seen it ian snl has done this a couple of times where they just do a sketch where it's just going through somebody mm-hmm. watching tiktok yeah. it is amazing mm-hmm. it's like, hilarious because well the thing you were talking about the extremists there's that one what's that guy is it is it like something daily is that his name the it's one of the cast members. I can't think of his name right now. But anyways, mm-hmm. he's like he's like doing like a podcast or something in his TikTok and he's like he's like so when we think about it, when we really think about it, the person that's really being, you know, uh 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 having like racism drawn to and stuff or is like really being, you know, is 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 a white person. You know, he says something <laughs> like that and it's just and then it just cuts I away really I can't believe really you don't quick. get that kind of stuff on your TikTok. Yeah, like it, I mean, it's it's no. so Crazy. it's so prevalent. SNL is putting it in their TikTok parody. Like I just like it is every <laughs> yeah. fourth TikTok for me is somebody giving their views on something in a comedy or 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 lip syncing to a stand up comedian who's yeah. who has right wing or you know extreme left wing views no, or whatever. I wouldn't like the concept is there, but I wouldn't say that the content is all extreme right wing stuff. I didn't I'm say all. Just I said like every no, fourth, no, I, every fourth yeah, or no, fifth. No, it's not that not that regular for me. No. Hmm, uh, it must wild. just be because I'm a very decent human being. Eric. Yes, I'm sure. TikTok knows that. It's like we shouldn't even try with Ian. Like he, you know. Come on, I am pure. <laughs> what I get is like orphans and like fairies and stuff <laughs> on mine. It's all really pure. Mikey Day is that guy's name. Yes, Mikey Day's great. Oh, I, like he's, Day. I love him. I'm glad yeah. he's not leaving because a lot of people left this year. Yeah, it happens though. People no, move I know. on. I like, can't believe Keenan's still there. He's just like he's I'm good. He's going to be there forever. I still say here's my thing with Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson should host an episode of SNL every year, even though he's on the cast. Oh, yeah. This is my thing. thing. He's been on long enough that they should break through. They've done this before early on. They've had cast members host, like very early on. But it's been a long, long time. But he has been on long enough, has enough characters, can carry the show himself enough that one episode every year, Keenan Thompson should host. As long as he's on the show and even after he leaves the show. Um, He's that good and that much of a staple to SNL. So... Yeah, that's my. I've watched every episode of his sitcom. My wife really dug that. I watched a couple, and then I was gonna watch it, but then I heard he got canceled. So I'm like, eh, yeah, I'll just you know, it's kind Keenan of. Keenan and Kel. <laughs> no, more more recent than that. More recent than that. <laughs> okay, again. okay. Ted Danson is in Saving Private Ryan. Sorry, I just I watched that the other day, and I was like, <laughs> random Ted facts Danson? with Ian Whittington. <laughs> Jonathan is back. Woo. Uh, we do not, not get that to I win anywhere. <laughs> that's uh, right. That's right. I mean, you went you went one place. 
That's you went, you went no, somewhere I was once. Quoting, uh, that was the Nicolas Cage thing in that recent movie where yes. when he was talking to his younger self and we're like, we're back. Not that we went anywhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. The, the one that is not everything everywhere all at once, but also no, has is, a I never a remember what it's like called. That. That's not good. What is it called? A massive um, talent or something? Yeah, the unbearable weight of oh, wait, yes, massive, massive talent. talent. Yeah. yeah. I liked that. The, unbear- liked the, the unbearable lightness of being massively talented. Um, there we go. I think yeah. is what that is it called. Was a, it was a fun movie that could have been more fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I think that's right. Let's go this week. Let's discuss things from behind <laughs> the sins. Let's let's do. Uh, let's well, just do to that. shake it up a bit. Just to, nice. just to, just to change it up uh, a little bit. Man, I didn't prep for that, but I yeah. Guess we sorry can. about that. Sorry to throw that curveball at the last second. Um, by the way, Ian, just in, Ian, a mm-hmm. curveball is in a sport called baseball, and the pitcher. <laughs> When Ian started talking, I know poker is not a sport, but when Ian started talking about like showing interest in poker, I was like, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> Do I not strike you as a poker person? Well, just I, I find that most poker people are also sports people. So I just, but I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure that's not the case. But a lot, but I think, I think it's more of a gambling thing. I, I, I put it together with. This rolls all the way back into, I enjoy single player sports. And poker slips right into right oh, so you into like that. tennis? Um, like tennis. I, I like gotcha. Formula One, which you is like a single-person sport. Um, I don't like any combat sports at all, for obvious reasons. <laughs> you die. <laughs> and they're dumb. Um, love snooker. Um, so yeah, the, That's the pool, single right? Sport. Uh, it's pool, I mean, it's a version of it, it's right? Difficult. It's similar. Adjacent. Yeah. yeah. It's similar it's, to pool. No, I've seen... I've yeah. never, I don't know that I've played it, but I've seen the table. Yeah, it's similar, but actually challenging. <laughs> i think it's interesting that you think racing is a, a single player sport because it, it kind formula of formula one absolutely is formula one is more than like the other ones like yeah 100, I mean, well, no i think they all are but formula one is one you could describe as a team sport but it is not they race for a team mm. but they are 100 percent solo playing for themselves and um yeah i mean it's it's uh, there's two cups that is the manufacturer the team cup and the the individual racer cup and there's a reason that the racer cup is front and center they will mm. shaft their teammates immediately <laughs> is poker a sport discuss oh it, i mean what is a sport discuss it depends how you define a sport the distinction a lot of people make is physical exertion right so this this is the distinction that some people make with a sport is athletic like there is mm-hmm. there is something athletic going on physical exertion but that's interesting because even in like chess or poker yeah. or games, which people would put in the category of games, your heart rate goes up. Mm-hmm. You'll people will sweat. People will burn Strategy. more calories. Yeah. Um, like it's it's interesting. Like how where do you draw that line of physical exertion? Because you know there are certain like baseball. The like the the right fielder in baseball. Is he playing a sport? Because he just well, stands not, there most of the time. You know well, what I mean? Not like, little league. That's not the case in majors, though. Well, no, but, but have... even but even in major league baseball, it's not as much of an aerobic exertion. Like no, there no, are no. moments of running, there are moments of swinging. Um, so no, I don't know. no, I understand. I, I've heard all these. I've heard all these things. Uh, I mean, I I think baseball is a sport, but uh, <laughs> don't I, think you're going to get much pushback on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> For me, like it's got nothing to do with the physical element. It's as soon as you have a an objective and a way of getting there, then it becomes a sport. It doesn't even have to be competitive. So because... Mario Kart is a sport, hundred yeah. percent, absolutely. V- e sports, like 
I think I think golf is the one that really sits in the center of is it a game or is it a sport, right? Because you need stamina for for golf. You, you absolutely you need, need stamina. Absolutely, but it mm, does still have it does. I I I understand. I think I consider it a sport, but I mm. I can kind of see people's viewpoint because it's not basketball, it's not football. You know, it's it's not like rugby. You know, it's not. Mm. But anytime, you, I have no problem with intellectual conversations making distinguishing and then trying to put things in categories. Doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But it turns into gatekeeping so quick that 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 it annoys me. Right? Oh, like your okay. thing's not as yeah. important as my thing because it's it's not a yeah, sport. Well, like, you know, this is another thing when NHL and NBA playoffs go on at the same time, and you'll see this also in the comments where you know somebody will be talking about the NBA playoffs. Like, why are you talking about the NBA playoffs? The NHL playoffs are on. It's like, why can't we just like both? Like, why is that? Or it's one like or you the can't, other. You yeah. can't like two things. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to pick one. you got to be on right. that side. <laughs> yeah. And There's you've got no to cut ground. people down. Because uh, I enjoy both. You know, I, I'll, you know, just you depending on the matchup. And, you can't. You can't like both. You not must allowed. pick one. Not allowed. There's a show on Netflix right now called The Pentaveret. It is a Mike Myers oh, uh, oh, show. Yes. I need to talk to you about this show. Oh, have you watched it? I have seen episode one and I hated it so much I haven't gone it's back. It's so bad. It's so bad. Good. Is I, it? Oh, that sucks. But, oh, but I've goodness. watched. I've watched. I'm not watching I've it watched the whole thing and, and it the, continues to be bad. Continues to be terrible. Good. But, good. 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 But it's terrible in a way that my mind goes, yeah, but it's Mike Myers and like he's still like a great character maker. Like all the parts he's playing are still like the voices he's doing are interesting and like yeah, it's an impressive feat. But it, it's, the jokes are. Terrible. Terrible. I will tell you, there is this running gag. It happens twice where he does this thing uh, where the Netflix censors are going to change the scene. And it's some of the most clever. So, like, they'll do the whole scene. One of them's at this pool hall. And you just it just sounds like a normal TV scene. And then the Netflix guy will come on and go, uh, we actually can't, you know, uh, do that. So we need to use the family friendly version. And so it'll take out all the swears. But when you take out all the sections with swears, it all sounds so sexually perverse in a, in a different context. <laughs> that might be worse. It's brilliant. Like it is. This show is terrible in so many ways. But like that part alone, I was like, that is some brilliant writing to be able to like to put all that together. Is it better than the love guru? <laughs> I think so. I actually think that's it is a, better than the love a, guru. Such a high yeah. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Clear. Man, we'll we'll probably never talk about the Pentavra again, but never I can again. pinpoint but... the moment that it lost me. And, um, uh, uh, um, I've forgotten his last name. Uh, who? Uh, Keegan. Sorry, Keegan Michael Key. His, oh, I know the moment so, you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's so complete. Mike Myers though. It is but so it's like terrible. It's so terrible Mike now. Myers. Like in our current <laughs> yes. in our current context, it is terrible. But there was a time that would slay. Would have slayed me. Yeah. What, so what so is it? The is moment, it just like a so is it toilet is, humor? Mm-hmm. He is almost no. Key is almost saving this for me. Like because he's just he's playing himself. It's just he's he's mm-hmm. hilarious. Towards the end, there is a choice that has to be made, and Mike Myers is playing a Russian guy, um, and there is a pill that he has to take <laughs> if he's going to continue, and there is a key that he has to choose from. And so this Russian guy says, you have to pick between the key and the pill. And then so oh my he literally God. like turns to camera and goes, really? Did- really? <laughs> Did you just do that? He does a, fourth, he does a fourth wall eye roll. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I'm like, Are, that, it lost me. I was like, nope, sorry. 
Then it does this other. We'll eventually get back to behind the scenes podcast. But then it does this this other thing at the end where you find out that the main central character he's playing in this is based on a real life uh, small town journalist from where he grew up in Canada, and he's like in the the post credits is him like being interviewed by this guy that he's now, and you can just see like the love and respect he has. For this and like the show says dedicated to, you know, like small town journalists, you know, the world over or whatever. And it's like there's actually kind of an interesting heart here as well amidst the terribleness. So I don't know. It's it's a weird one for me. Like Uh I would say I would say if it's if the groaning in the terribleness is going to be too much for you, don't worry about it. But if you can kind of like put up with it and just go, okay, Mike Myers, do your Mike Myers thing. Like there's there's some fun there. I don't know. I would rather it be good, obviously, but like I'm glad that it sounds like it's not just like somewhere in the middle. Like yeah. it goes really overboard. Oh, absolutely. Kind of, oh, yeah. like they are leaving Canada, and just a little bit of a spoiler: they're leaving Canada, and it literally like Canada is in a lower resolution than the rest of the world. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they, they cross the border into America, and it's in high definition. And this is oh, everything is in high definition in America. Oh, and then and then oh, you only watched one episode, so you don't know this, but Jeremy Irons does the opening narration, and the opening narration for each episode is different and jeremy irons is like riffing on him like it's there's some clever stuff here. there's some I really clever to interesting watch the stuff here it's acting like he likes it I, he's like maybe it's- i do <laughs> it's terrible but maybe i like it i don't know it's wild it's okay just just love things that's right yeah. yes let people love things i guess but mm-hmm. yeah. hey ian you know this no movie or tv show is bad uh no if you go to twitter there are people that tell you that it's mm-hmm. everything a lot of people worked really hard on that halloween so kills think it's, it's, it's a good movie there we go <laughs> you know it, it reminds me of um the uh what was it was it called dana carvey become another person um Turtle, turtle, uh, Master of Disguise. Reminds me of Master of Disguise in that Master of Disguise is a terrible movie. But there's some stuff going on there that's just like going to be like cult status kind of stuff. Like I feel like the Pentaveret is that kind of project. So anyways. (laughs) We need a new show. This is not behind the scenes anymore. All right. We did talk about the Pentaveret for like 15 minutes. (laughs) awesome. Uh, I don't even know how we got there. So I think Ian, were you the last one to talk about dinosaur? And I'm, then- I'm done. I think we're on the comments. Are we still talking about dinosaur? <laughs> the boy who lived come to die. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 